0: It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. So here's like a caution for, for everybody here, especially those listening or watching on video. And I found this to be the case now with um, with two... Uh, two recent projects that I've looked at for our company. And that is make sure you check your numbers and you validate the numbers that you're being told is what's actually going on. So it used to be, here's the interesting thing. So it used to be that when you would underwrite a property, you'd get the last year of the trailing 12 financials. You would also get the tax return for the last year or two for that specific property. Um, you'd get, you know, rent roll and you'd get the rent roll and some history there. Uh, and you'd be able to really take a look, especially on the expense side of things, how um, how things are going. And so you'd be able to basically say to yourself, the numbers that I'm looking at, the information is accurate. That's not to say something might not be off a little bit here or there, I'm not saying accurate in terms of being exact, but what you're being told by broker, what you're being told by seller, you can back that up with some historical information, okay, Um, especially on the expense side of things, and you know, get something that supports the spreadsheet that somebody's handing you, whether it be a tax return, corporate tax return, uh, schedule tax return for that specific property, whatever. Well, you don't hardly see that anymore. So underwriting's gotten really sloppy in this regard. Here's an example. This is what you got to look out for. Um, we looked at buying a 46-unit property here about three weeks ago. <clears throat> And um, I'm looking at the financials and this property is the exact same kind of property that we already own. So we own a 100 unit property that's really pretty much the same, not exact, but really close to being the same as this 46 unit property, which is why I want to own the 46 unit property. I know how it operates, I know how it thinks, I know how it breathes, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I know, I, I know how it runs. Um, and so I know what I know. So when I get the numbers on this property, they didn't make sense to me in a lot of ways. So first part of it is the expenses looked way too low <clears throat> for a property like this. Again, well, how do I know? I own a property just like it, so I know what my expenses should be. Look pretty low. Um, And then on the income side of things, for the category of laundry income and additional income, it was like nineteen thousand dollars, and almost twenty thousand dollars. So, I'm looking at this, and I don't on a 100-unit property, I don't have $19,000 of additional income and laundry income on a 100-unit property. So there's no way you're going to have this on a 46-unit property, unless something goofy is going on. Maybe there's something I don't know. So I'm seeing inconsistencies in what the broker had um, submitted to me, sent to me, looked inconsistent to me. So instead of calling up the broker, I know who the owner is. I want to get, I don't want the broker to say, hey, well, I'll contact the owner. I'll get back to you in five or six days when he finds." no, I'm just going to call the owner. So I call the owner, owner calls me back. So I say to the owner, I say, hey, finally got the owner on the phone. I say, tell me about the $19,000 additional income, laundry income. What is that? Here's the owner's response. I really don't know what that is you don't know. I said, yeah, I said, have you looked at the marketing package? Well, well, yeah, I think I have. Okay. So you can't tell me whether that's laundry income or what that is. And so what he says to me is, well, I know it's not laundry income because all of those units have separate laundry hookups. So there is no coin laundry or vending for laundry. but on the schedule that the broker provided laundry/other slash other income 19,000 some dollars do you know what that is i'm not quite sure what that is was the response wow okay so then i asked some questions about some of the expenses where the property taxes are insurance repair and maintenance you know those you know the repair and maintenance especially looked low to me and again not a lot of knowledge on what those numbers were or what they are Um, so I already know that what I'm being told here is really all on pro forma and a little bit of guesswork not really on accurate numbers okay so this is the lesson this is what you need to be looking out for things are getting sloppy in the marketplace right now because there's a lot of buyers looking to buy not a lot of sellers so it's pretty easy for brokers to sell properties right now it's not hard okay and so as a result you're seeing sloppiness in the numbers that you're looking at so this is my other way of saying you better not be just trusting in the numbers that you're seeing you better at least be using your own due diligence your own criteria your own experience in owning these properties because there's at least an 80% chance that those numbers are not accurate now, I'm not saying that I think this is done like purposely in terms of cooking the numbers to make them look a lot better. I think there's a little bit of that going on, most definitely. Because some of the numbers that I saw in that specific property, there's no way that those are gonna be achieved. How do I know? I own a property just like it, so I know. But if you, you're not like me, and you don't own a property just like it, you don't know that. And when are you going to find that out after you own it? So for example, if you buy this particular property for what I think it's gonna sell for, your property taxes will double. Double. Are you really factoring that in as part of your due diligence? More than likely most people are not. But how do I know? Because I, once again, so make sure as part of your due diligence, you're really not hurrying, you're not taking it too lightly, you're spending the time the effort and the energy on it to make sure that you at least got a really good sense and range of where those income numbers are going to be when you take over and where those expense numbers are going to be. You do not just want to put full faith in what the broker is showing you and giving you because in more and more cases now those numbers are not that accurate there's more slop going into those numbers Um, and there's more blue sky if everything works out Uh, I mean on this last one do you really think you're gonna have 5 percent or less vacancy there's no way that that's gonna be the case So you're really telling me you're only going to have two units empty and you're going to be able to raise rent by 30% out of 46 over the coming year. There's no way that's going to happen. Okay, so you got my point. Just be careful. Be looking, be diligent, and just understand what's going on out there as you're looking through the information and making your decisions. Thanks for joining the apartment specialist podcast for investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.